Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, you sound muffled, dude. I sound muffled because I have these headphones. Oh, it's because you got some earbuds on. Yeah. Do you think it would? Do you think it shows up? No, because hey, I'm talking into the microphone. This. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome to I have, I have a, a strange, strange story podcast. podcast. Uh, this is the podcast where two sisters retell people's strange and paranormal stories and experiences. I'm Lindsay. I'm Rebecca. And welcome to the every other week show that we have established as of today. <laughs> <laughs> but we're back, babies. We did it. Yeah. We actually, we actually said we're going to record this week. We and stuck we're doing to it. it. Yeah, we said it was still last minute. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about it, like, mm-hmm. Friday, and I was like, uh-huh. I have a thing on Saturday, and I don't have a story, so how about Sunday? And then, like, uh-huh. Sunday morning rolls around, and we're <laughs> like, what time should we do this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So this is actually episode 123. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Oh. I know. Do you have any announcements? Yeah, I have something that I was just going to talk about myself. Oh, so you have an important announcement, and I don't. Do you think there's an order that they should go in? No. Because yours is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, yours is probably pretty cool, too. I don't know what it is, because it sounds like it's a surprise. It's a surprise. I just wanted to shock you. I wanted the shock value. Okay, okay. So the good thing about my boyfriend and I is that we both have no shame in pulling anything out of the trash for our own personal use. (laughs) Okay. So yesterday there is actually this, I was kind of proud of myself. There's a woman moving out of our complex and she has yelled at us while we were outside. And I've worked really hard to turn that relationship into a better relationship. So we started at, she yelled at me to pick up my dog's poop (laughs) from her balcony. (laughs) (laughs) fucking awkward but then the other day i was walking by her and her dog and her dog shook a toy at me he was so excited she was and i said your dog is cute and she said um it's a girl (laughs) i was like we've made progress right things have changed anyway she's moving i'm happy she left a mirror by the trash and i got it i brought a mirror into the house Lindsay. I know. I am shocked. <laughs> I knew you would be. I shouldn't have done it. But it's not old. It's like new. It's like a newer mirror. So I was like, this shit's not haunted. So I saged it and Good. I put it in the other room. Yeah. So we'll see. But whenever my boyfriend woke up and he saw it, he said, you know, you've said we have to be careful about this. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, but it's new. It's like from Target. You put it together out of a box. You know what I mean? Oh, it hasn't even been opened. No, it has been. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely a dog is chewed on the bottom of it. I mean, it's seen the life. <laughs> Lindsay's removing a cat hair from her mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that was my announcement. I got a mirror out of the trash can in my house after I've done all these stories and I'm like, don't fucking do it. And then I was like, I did it. <laughs> Guess who did it? it was I did me. it. Yeah. Anyways, that's my announcement. What's yours? Oh, that's awesome. Um, So I'm very excited to announce that I'm going to be, I was um, invited to join a writing program. And Mm -hmm. so it's it's a um, four-month 
program, I guess, to help me <laughs> and allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just Austin powered my way into this announcement. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I got invited to do this writing program. It's a four-month um, expedition where they're going to help me create a manuscript for my book um, and then I go on a writing retreat like at the end of November. So hopefully mm-hmm. by the end of November, I'm going to have a, a story written and that I can present to a publisher. And uh-huh. I'm actually working on two projects right now. It's, I'm, I've been getting a, a lot of creative like energy recently and, um, and one of them is going to be a graphic novel, which is the is is what I pitched to these folks. And then the other one is a story that I'm writing right now. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Yeah. I already knew about it all, so I'm trying yeah. to like fold my my excitement into it into no, this I, show. I see this. I see, yeah. It's It's kind of hard to do. Yeah. But it's fucking cool, dude, because y'all have to know that Rebecca is my sister. And my whole life, all I knew is that Rebecca really liked to write. And I told her there was the one, oh, no, I'm going to make myself cry. There was the <laughs> one the one part of the book that you wrote in seventh grade or a story that you wrote. And it was about the first day of school. It's about this girl in seventh grade and she ran upstairs and she stole a pair of her mom's jeans and she slid them on and like zipped them up and uh-huh. buttoned them uh-huh. and then like ran out the door with her, be- with her books in her hand or whatever. And I was always like, that is so cool that you were able to write that. Like, how do you think of those things? Like you're just so creative and such a writer. So like my whole life, like I'd always just thought of you as a writer. So I think this is really cool. Thank you. I'm really excited. Yeah. You you know what's weird is that, so this is going off on a different, like, train of thought, but I've I've talked about this last time. We talked about it in our last episode, but but Lindsay and I have both really been working on ourselves, and Mm -hmm. we've been doing a lot of, um, I I mean, I've I've been doing a lot of spiritual work. I feel like you have too, but I don't want to make mm -hmm. any type of assumption, but, um, but I, what ha- this has done for me is like unlocked a lot of creativity and also a lot of things that used to bring value to me that I stopped doing. So I kind of forgot that I wrote like it it just it just really didn't I didn't even think that that was a thing that I did. But yeah. I did. I used to write all the yeah. time. And now mm-hmm. I'm I'm rediscovering that part of myself that I really like, and and now I've got two ideas for a, for books, and uh-huh. somebody believes in me, and somebody says yes, this is this would be great. We'd love to have uh-huh. you part of it, and it's it's just really nice getting it to this, this time in my life. It's a little late. It's, it's very cool. It's not late. It's never too late. Yeah, you're right. It's not. And might I remind you that you have a book published in the Temple Library. <laughs> In Temple, Texas, a yeah. children's book. I don't remember what the children's book was, though. Do you? Yeah, I remember the story. Uh, I remember I submitted a story with you. You won. I didn't. But it's because I plagiarized my story. <laughs> <laughs> what? I later got in trouble for plagiarizing in the eighth grade, and I had to write a report <laughs> on it. 
plagiarizing it's, it's bad been, it's been a th- theme in my life as a child is that i would plagiarize <laughs> i didn't understand it was plagiarizing i was like this is fucking perfect i'm just gonna copy this and paste it here and i was like voila my report's written eighth grade teacher and she was like that's not how you write reports <laughs> oh, yeah that's when the internet first came out but yeah um <clears throat> i'm proud of you it's exciting you. yeah i think exciting. it's great thank you um, like I said, well, well I sm- I smoked my mirror. Is that what I say? I smoked it. Uh, you did a the- smoke clearing. Oh, I did a smoke clearing yeah. of it. All right. Yeah. That's what I did. That's good. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. I felt like I had one more thing to say and now I don't remember. I think that's okay. it for our announcements. Do we have anything pertinent to the show to, to share? <laughs> We just talked about ourselves. Yeah, We're like, hey, we, we know you come here for this show, but here's some updates on us. <laughs> here's a little history about our childhood. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't I think know. of anything. Yeah, I don't know, man. All right, cool. Okay. Well, then I guess we can move into our stories. Yeah. Episode uh, 123, you go first. Yeah, and so Lindsay and I don't know... Like, we don't talk about what stories we're going to share, but we have similar experiences that we're sharing today, don't we? Yes. Yes. So, I have a UFO story. Okay. Can y'all guess what Lindsay's is about? (laughs) (laughs) We had to make sure we didn't pick the same story. We're like, what the fuck? You got it on Reddit? Shit. (laughs) Shit, I got it on Reddit. (laughs) Yeah, so We got it figured out. Okay. Yeah, it's not the same. So this happened in 2019, and it is a couple that were camping in the mountains, and uh, they were in a they were at very high elevation in a remote area, and they said that there wasn't really any light pollution, so the night sky was super clear. This also was not in the United States. Um, Okay. I don't know where it was because I didn't ask, but I do know that. Everybody asked if they, it was in the, um, I think it's called the Brown Mountains in um, South Carolina or North Carolina. One of the Carolinas, they have a mountain range okay. that has, that has some, some lights that happen there. Um, they were not there, folks. Get that out of your mind. So they were having a very romantic evening camping outside, and they were watching the night sky. But then they started to notice that the stars were acting unusual. Mm-hmm. They appeared oh. to zigzag and go upward and almost like play with each other and weave together. And they would come in close to each other and they would move away and they moved in circular motions. And they were just amazed at this. They didn't feel scared. They just watched it. And they said this went on for two to three hours. They just stared at the stars moving. Um, And then they had also a clear view of um, an opening between the mountains, some mountain peaks. And they said this was probably around two to three in the morning. And they noticed this very bright, bright star. And, like, they nudged their partner and they said they, they started staring at this massive yellow and white star and it started to move upwards, and then they noticed that it was coming towards them. Okay. No. Yeah. So it was this yellowish-white star that was moving for- towards them, and they started to get scared at this point. And they said that their partner generally doesn't scare easily. 
But this was very frightening to him. And so Mm -hmm. while they were getting in the tent, he was so panicked that, like, he almost broke her nose trying to hide in the tent. And they both were just screaming in terror. Oh, my God. That's so sad. I know. So, like, just as this the star is approaching them, they're just screaming. They're just, you know, trying to hide in the tent. And then the star stopped, like, came on top of the tent and just stopped there. They said, um, they said that before they went into the tent, though, they did get a good look at it and said that it was diamond-shaped and just super bright. Uh-huh. Um, they said that things got weirder, though, because when the star was over the tent, it didn't make any noise. And the light didn't shine through the tent. So, the next thing they know, in a fucking instant, they're outside, they're watching the stars, and they're watching the sunrise, and they're super calm. Oh my god, that's time loss there. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so, um, that was the end of the experience, Mm-hmm. But she did note that while she's typing this story out, she feels like she's telling a lie. And her husband, who was her boyfriend at the time, or fiancé, I can't remember. Congratulations, you guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, felt the same, feels the same way. They said that mm-hmm. every time that they try to talk about it or remember, it's like they they lose more. Like mm-hmm. they can't recall the memory is clear oh my lord and they both confirm that they both have had this experience and they both have the same feeling of like they're not speaking a truth that something is telling them this is a lie that's yeah. really creepy so what yeah. do you think it was <laughs> well i think it was aliens yeah <laughs> i think that was a pretty obvious alien abduction right there or alien encounter wow. of some kind yeah i read some of the comments in uh in reddit after this the story and like i just i didn't do any research on this i feel like this mm-hmm. is such a cut and dry classic UFO mm-hmm. encounter experience, um, and and with the zigzagging and the erratic movements uh-huh. of the stars, um, th- you know the the bright star that didn't have any sound, um, that all, and then and then the time loss, too, like mm-hmm. that's just oh, that's just all of the whole experience wrapped up in a nice little it bow. Is. Yeah, and people in the comments, too, were, were mentioning that this is, um, a lot of people had the same experience, especially with the, with seeing the stars zigzag um, uh-huh. and moving in circular motions. And a lot of people did mention, you know, this was probably a, a UFO encounter and they may have been abducted. Do they mention anything about how the more they talk about it, or that it gets fuzzier and they don't remember as many details? Did anybody mention anything about that? Because I hadn't really heard that before. Yes. So a lot of people mentioned that, actually, that had uh-huh. a similar experience. And the the part two, where people say that they the story that they're saying is not true, that it's a lie, that is something that I hear a lot of abductees or experiencers express as well that that it's it's it and i bring up the book communion all the time because 
it's it's a good representation, I think, of a of an encounter. But um, mm-hmm. he does the same thing where he says, first of all, if he tries to explain the experience, something completely different comes out, and he knows he's not telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So, like, whatever way that you say it, you're either not going to tell the truth, or you're going to say it, and you're going to say this isn't real. Like, there's something in you that's programmed to to protect that experience. Wow. It's, like, really, really buried deep in your subconscious. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. And she did mention, and a lot of people that talked about having this experience mentioned that the more that they talk about it, the more it seems like it was a dream. Like, it's fuzzy. They can't make out details. So then we go into that it would it was like astral projection and they were in the same dream. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. someone else is going to say, that's not real. So where do we draw the line with telling people it's not real? You know what I mean? I, I don't I don't think that we we tell people it's not real. Yeah. I know that's what you think, too. Like, yeah, we're not going to tell people it, that their experience isn't real. Yeah. Well, I mean, because then everything is just going to, they're just going to discount everything. People would discount it was a dream because they would have had to be in the dream together. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then, so like, where do you draw the line? I think that that is a protective measure for some people. If you can Uh tell somebody, you know, what you, what you experienced was just in your mind and it's not true and nothing bad happened to you. This is what we do to victims too, right? Yeah, We do is. this to uh-huh. victims of all kinds. And, and, and we try to make people think that their experience is not that big of a deal, that they're going to be fine, that blah, 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 whatever. And what we, I know that what people try to do is they try to protect that person to make them feel like they're going to be safe and that they're okay. But what they probably mm-hmm. aren't realizing what they're doing is they're just making things worse. You know, mm-hmm. they're just saying, yeah. you know, you, they're not validating their experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I wasn't trying to invalidate anything. Sorry. I didn't think, <laughs> I didn't think, no, I know, I know where you were going with that. I never thought yeah. that you would be like, it's all fake because... <laughs> because it's not because that's not how you feel but I know that you were trying to bring that up to like just make a point yeah mm-hmm. well that's pretty spooky man I hope that um, I hope that they write it down so they don't forget it well it's on reddit like now I, yeah so yeah but it, I want all the details out for them so that they can see it. Like, I think we're getting closer and closer to an alien invasion. I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so weird to think about. But even, like, I don't know if you remember the story I read about in Africa where the children had yes. seen the, the UFO and that yes. they were warned. Mm-hmm. They were warned that they're here to protect us and that mm-hmm. they're they're trying to stop kind of like uh, wars between us and other countries. Yeah. And that there's actually been they there's been talk about how there's more paranormal or like extraterrestrial activity around areas that have like atom bombs. Yeah. Right? So it's okay, that's what's weird cuz this actually goes right into my story. Oh good. <laughs> I didn't even do it on purpose. It really just made me start thinking about it. Yeah. Okay, is it okay if I go into my story? Of course. Okay. So, um <laughs> this is a story that it occurred during World War II, but we didn't hear the story until like a few years ago. 
So, um, this is told from a kid who he said that his, well, he's an adult now, but as a kid, his friend's grandfather had actually fought in World War II, but in the Pacific Theater. So he was a U.S. Uh, troop, so he was in Japan fighting the Japanese because the Japanese and Germans were allies. Anyways, um, so he describes his grandfather as very much like a straight shooter, no bullshit, tells you how it is, um, and... Near the end of his life, he'd actually called his grandson into his room and said, I have something very important I have to tell you, and you need to listen very carefully. Um, and, and the kid at the time was like, okay, grandpa, like, I want to know, like, tell me. And he said during the end of the war, um, that his duty had become to go to these islands around Japan with about two or three other men and to explore them and interview people who were living on the islands to find out if there were any soldiers who were hiding, who were stranded or whatever it may be. Um, and so they would usually like explore the island for a couple of days. They would interview people and then they would leave. So one time he's on this island, he is with three other men and they all, they go, they split in half and they go opposite ways. So the two guys go one way and he and his partner go the other way. Um, so they climbed up on like this giant boulder that they found because they wanted to have like a better, you know, eyesight of the island and what it looked like. Um, and the other soldier who was with his granddad saw like a large object in the trees and they agreed that they wanted to get closer to see what it was. So like they went through all this tall grass, they got over there, they had binoculars that are looking at it. Um, and they get up close to it and essentially what they see is a large craft. It's about 40 feet in length. Um, it's an almond shape. And it has like a bubble shelf is what they explained, <laughs> like a, a shelf that was like round that came out and went all the way around it. So basically it was this round part that protruded out of the ship that they then saw of this extraterrestrial being standing on. And he was kind of walking around the ship on it, but he was really tall. He's about seven feet tall. Um, oh, the ship was also smooth and the color of it was like obsidian color, like a really dark um, kind of shiny color. Um, and so they said he was like seven feet tall. He was slender. He was humanoid. Um, and it was standing on top of the craft and that below the craft were two other of these um, humanoid, you know, creatures. They were under it. And he said that they were staring at each other and they almost just looked frozen. Like they couldn't move. Um, but they were looking at each other standing under the ship. Um, so they said that the, the being that was standing on the ship, he kept reaching his hand out and touching the side of the ship. And that sparks would come out whenever he did it. And it looked like there was something wrong with it. It was actually halfway in some trees and halfway in the air. And like the branches were broken and everything. Um, so they're looking through binoculars at this. They're terrified. And eventually the one uh, being that's standing on the ship looks exactly in the area that they're hiding in. And the next thing they see is his hand raise up. He had an arm and he had a hand on the end of it. And they, he said that the skin was like dolphin skin, mm -hmm. um, but that the hand, he couldn't really tell that it looked any different. So he raised it up, he points over at them. And the next thing they remember is laying side by side and waking up 
outside turning around and looking behind them and the ship is gone and the only thing left are the trees that have broken branches so they start walking back um to find whoever they report to i don't know if it's a general or an officer i'm sorry about that um but so they look for this guy and they're he's with his friend walking. They're recounting the story. Um, they're scared shitless. He reaches in his pocket. The grandfather does. And he pulls out a rock and he was like, Holy shit, this rock was not in my pocket. And it looked like an egg shaped rock. And it looked like a piece of the ship. It was the obsidian color. And then it almost had like sedimentary lines in it. However, like, you know, if you broke it off, you would see, uh, maybe in a polished rock or something, if you broke it up and it was rough on the inside, you'd see layers. So that's what it looked like. And his friend was like, dude, throw that away. And he was like, no, I'm going to keep it. Mm -hmm. So they go, they find whoever they're reporting to, they tell them about it and they get in trouble because <laughs> they think oh. they just made the story up. Yeah. And so from there on, um, his grandfather never talked about the story. It was something that he wouldn't share with anybody. Um, and he looked at his grandson and he pointed out a box and the son, the grandson opened it and that rock was there. And so he kept it. And this friend says that years later when he asked his friend about the rock and if he still had it, that his friend was real dismissive, didn't want to talk about it and acted like it wasn't a big deal. Um, mm -hmm. And so he never got any other details about the rock that he had seen. Um, so that's my story. But that's what I thought was really interesting because this was also during a war. Mm -hmm. It was during a war that this uh, spaceship or whatever it is, the UFO um, was sighted. Um, it's interesting at the Pacific theater war was so, Oh, it was so awful. I mean, all war is awful, but it was so bloody and just, uh, um, and just imagining what they had been through and what they had seen. And it's the end of the war. And then to top it off with seeing that and then nobody believing you. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. it's just nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really felt for these guys cause it sounded like the grandfather, couldn't tell anybody and he finally confided on his deathbed same thing the reddit notes everyone was like it's made up this isn't real and the poor person who had documented it was like i guess it could be made up but i really don't think my grandpa would do that or the grandpa would do that or whatever it may be um so i thought that was pretty interesting that i mean it sounds honestly i think it sounds real believable <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like it really does. I don't know if I've changed that much, but it, I mean, it definitely sounds like a lot of experiences that people have. Mm -hmm. Um, but it made sense because the UFO would be there to intervene because of the war. Yeah. Right. It's just yeah. weird. The, you're <laughs> right. There were a lot of UFO sightings whenever around areas where there was a lot of, um, trauma and war and mm -hmm. i think that there is even documentation that things were um things malfunctioned uh-huh like warheads or whatever stuff i don't know I, I this is all stuff that i remember hearing about i can't remember what my source is but i do feel like there was issues with stuff whenever um a ufo would be spotted and then they couldn't drop bombs or whatever yeah, it's really yeah, weird. There's just been is. such an influx in sightings uh -huh. that it's kind of been on my mind. I was going to do a haunted mirror story, but then I was <laughs> like, I've done so many of those. I was going to do it <laughs> like a theme because the mirror I found, but I decided not to. Yeah. I found the UFO one and I was like, you know, that's really relevant. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, mm-hmm. It is interesting that after reading that story, seeing all of the comments saying, I have had something similar happen to me. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I mentioned this. So that was two years ago that that happened. Okay. It wasn't, you know, it was something that was, that was fairly recent. And I kind of wonder if we're having an influx of sightings and in, or if it's people feeling like they are safe to come out with these stories. And so they're able to talk with them about them. I think there could be some of that going on because I even think people have that misunderstanding with like, this is a really bad topic. It's not really uplifting, but same thing with child abuse. People are like, well, people weren't abused like that whenever I was growing up and they were, but nobody would talk about it because people would be like, oh, that's not my, it's not in my business. Mm -hmm. So it's just because it's changed and it's way more accepting to talk about things Mm -hmm. um, that are different or like weird or whatever people, however they may describe it. So I definitely believe way more people are coming forward now. Like, can you imagine how many people have not come forward with their experiences because they're scared of being made fun of? Like there's so much missed research and opportunities there. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of missed opportunities for them, for people to heal and to be understood as well. Yes. Yeah. I agree. But it's, it's like any time that you, that you put yourself out there, you're, you're, you're at the risk of being ridiculed and called a liar and, and your reputation flawed or, or destroyed. Yeah. So it's, it's one of the, it's, it's one of the easiest times to talk about it. And it's one of the most difficult times to talk about it. It is. Mm-hmm. And people have to choose what works for them. But yeah. dang, if we were just an accepting society, man, imagine <laughs> if everybody felt comfortable to talk about all these things, how different the world would be. Yeah, it would be different. Yeah. Have you ever Anywho. seen a UFO, oh. Lindsay? Um, no. You've never seen I don't like... think I have. Yeah. Uh-uh. I've never seen anything in the sky that I thought was something. And if I did, I was probably a kid and we didn't really have cameras and stuff there. I don't remember if you and I ever saw anything when we were kids. I think I always wanted to because of unsolved mysteries, which like triggered everything Yeah. (laughs) for ever being interested in anything extraterrestrial. Yeah. Um, I experienced time loss, but I don't, I've never seen a UFO. When did you experience, have you talked about this before? Time loss? I experience yeah. time loss all the time. All the time? Yes, like every night. So I think I've talked about it on the show before because I've talked about time loss and uh, whenever you're sleeping. And so mm-hmm. sometimes time loss is like whenever you go to sleep and mm-hmm. then you wake up when you're supposed to and you feel like no time passed whatsoever. It was just like, holy shit, I just lay down. Yeah. That's time loss. Okay. I yeah. Getcha. And so I get that constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's whenever I experienced time loss. I saw a zigzag UFO in the sky one time. When was that? That was whenever I lived in Austin. It was like, uh, gosh, I was in my 20s sometime. But I I took out the trash. I think I've talked about this before, but I was taking out Mm -hmm. the trash. And I could see, like, like, Texas is really flat. You couldn't do this Mm -hmm. in... Colorado. Well, you'd see them closer to the mountains, but, um, I could see like the horizon and mm-hmm. it, the sun was setting and I saw a, a white like object, um, moving in and out, like in a zigzag motion. 
going yeah. up and down and back and forth. And I just mm-hmm. like, it wasn't, I don't remember being scared. I remember it being like, I, like in awe, like I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And then it went uh-huh. away. But I, I think I, I remember you talking about this. Yeah. But I thought that it was a really cool experience. I went inside and I told my husband and he was just like, he's just like, whatever. Like, <laughs> Dude, okay. I have a question. When okay. that happened, were mm-hmm. you wearing your short sleeved camo shirt that had the bright pink <laughs> stars on it? I don't yeah. know what I was wearing. Maybe. For some reason, that's what I imagine you in. Maybe I was. I loved yeah, that shirt. I, I know I loved that shirt too. I thought it was so cool. <laughs> I've thought about reinventing it before, <laughs> like making my own. I loved that shirt of yours. I thought it was so cool. I made you it on never like do a, that. I made it on a website, so you could just go you to a website. Made it? Well, I mean, it wasn't that difficult. I just picked a camouflage T-shirt and then put pink stars on it. It's pretty cool, dude. Yeah, so you could probably do that. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. look into it. And then you can sell them on Etsy and be like, this is what, <laughs> this is what we were talking about, everybody. <laughs> you want one? <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. I've never seen a UFO. I think I always wanted to. If I did, I would just deny it. I'd be like, that's not what it is. Yeah, there's, there's also something in that have, like, that confirmation and both of our stories had two witnesses. Mm-hmm. And I think that that makes the, the situation a little bit easier to, uh, to bear whenever you mm-hmm. have somebody that says, no, you're not crazy. I experienced this as well. And also mm-hmm. the, all the after stuff, like with the couple that I'm talking about, like they're forgetting part of it and they feel like they're not seeing, you know, speaking the truth and they're both experiencing that. And that's mm-hmm. validation. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that it is. We're, we are here to validate everybody as well. Yes. Were you going to say something else? I feel like I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so if you have a story that you would like for us to read um, and share with everybody else, we would be so happy to. Um, you can send it to us at I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. Um, so we can let everybody know about your experience because everybody listens to us. Yeah. And uh, subscribe, rate, and review us. If you give us a review, please give us a nice review. Take a snapshot of it. Send it to our email address with your mailing address, and we will mail you some stickers. Or if you just want some stickers, you know, hit us up. You can, Mm -hmm. you know, it could be our email address, Instagram, Facebook. Don't do Twitter. I don't think. Yeah, I don't even know how to use it. Yeah, fuck Twitter. Yeah. Um, TikTok. Do we have a TikTok? Yeah. Yeah, we've got a TikTok. That's what I was going to say earlier. I started watching at night the TikToks of people making weird noises. <laughs> we could totally into the do microphone. That. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Like they they'll have like big furry things over their microphones and like rub them and be like and I watched a girl eat um eat like like chips into the microphone. I can go to sleep to it. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. And poor Mike woke up and heard it and he was like, What's going on? And I was like, I'm sorry. 
was like, I was like, I can tell by comments that people leave that this seems weird. <laughs> and I was like, but it's really soothing for me. I love it. Like, that is, that's interesting. It is. It's definitely like, I don't know how I found that side of tick like they, they, like they found me and they were like, oh, what? <laughs> this is your, this is on your for you page. And you're like, definitely. It was, it was on my for you page, but it's, oh, it's live. And so yeah. I can lay there. I'll lay there for hours and go to sleep to like, hmm. or people going like into the microphone. Really? I love it. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's cool. It's bizarre. Uh, <laughs> I follow one girl who just does nails on a book all day. You're cool. Like that doesn't bother you. Yeah. Like, like that. Yeah. I love Usually it. people hate that shit. Oh, it doesn't bother. It puts me to sleep. Anyways, enough of that. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's all we had then. I guess until <laughs> yeah. next time. Bye. Bye.